eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another edition of the Love of the Star podcast. I am uh, one half of the Love the Star, Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by uh, my my better half, Brian Broadus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout and co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. Central. Brian, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Robert. Glad to see you made it home. You should have just gone straight to Denver. Is what you should have. Finally, done. I should have finally. So we got uh, we got on that. It's it's actually funny. We were getting ready to leave. Me and John Mashota from the Athletic. We were on the same flight back to Dallas, and John is is very bougie, and he was on boarding group one. So he he's like you know special, and so he got he actually got physically on the plane. And they canceled the flight midway through boarding, and John had to come back off the plane. And we just kind of went, all right, where do we go now? So we went to uh, Manhattan Beach, and uh, we ate dinner somewhere where I guess Coach O used to take USC recruits for, for his final pitch. Um, I can't remember what the name of that place was, but we walked around Manhattan Beach and hung out that night. So spent an extra night in California, eventually got home. But, yeah, it would have been nice to – to get out to Denver. Uh, you will be going to Denver here shortly. You're going to be uh, – when do you head out of town to go to Denver to call the game? 6 a.m. Central time, Saturday morning. So, yeah, oh. I've got to – yeah, I'm, you know, but I'm really excited about it because just to what we've seen in Oxnard, what we saw yesterday, fine coverage from DallasCowboys.com. I thought those guys yeah. did a heck of a job of kind of giving you a flavor of what was going on in Denver at the practice. And then, you know, just to get back and see, you know, you, you got some really nice efforts from, from Dak Prescott, uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb, guys like that, you know, uh, Michael Parsons. I mean, guys you need to play very, very well, I felt like showed up. And then, you know, but there was some physicality issues that they had, I felt like a little bit. But that's what I'm excited about tomorrow because – I don't expect to see Dak or really CD or Micah Parsons, but I do expect to see backup guys. Now I know that doesn't interest a lot of people, but if you look at the defense, the backup guys on defense, those are rotational players. Those are the guys, those are the guys that are going to be, you know, playing 25, 30 plays a game. And I'm interested to see how this all shakes out. Not only from the defensive line aspect, but what's going on in the secondary. 
I'm interested to see what's going on with Jabril Cox as well. So really a lot of interest in what's going on defensively because I think that's the deeper of the two sides of the ball. But, you know, that's, you know, with the offense, I mean, it wasn't great yesterday in practice. So I'm interested to see if they come out with a little bit better results uh, as I'm calling this game. Yeah, the big part that I'm going to be looking at in this game against the Broncos, because like you say, we're not going to get a lot of the the stars. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, it's already kind of been basically confirmed. He's not playing in the preseason at all. Um, and I think when you see him getting hits like he got from Bradley Chubb, you, you can see why even, you know, give him those unnecessary hits in games. So that's fine. Um, and we'll talk about the physicality a little bit here in a, a few minutes. But uh, the one area where we are going to see somebody who has a lot of attention on him, I think, is there at that left guard spot. I think we will see plenty of Tyler Smith. I, I think we've all been impressed with how he's looked since the, the pads came on, but getting him in a real game situation, this is another chance to, okay, show us how far along you've come. Show us how prepared you are. I think this is a big step for Tyler Smith's development and also uh, his pursuit for what I think we both agree is likely his job, the starting job at left guard, but, you know, is, is still a little bit up in the air. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, Tyler Smith, you know, he's the one guy that I really appreciate the way that he does play with power. I do appreciate the physicality which he plays. They need more of that. And But, you know, this is a good challenge for this Cowboys team overall, you know, to have to play this game at altitude. Uh, you know, it's going to be a nighttime game, so it's not going to be, you know, terribly hot. But the fact that they're going to have to fight through some things in this game, I, I think is really, really good. And I, I am excited about what we can see from Tyler Smith. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I want to see, you know, what's going on with Terrence Steele. You know, I don't yeah. expect to see Tyron Smith play. I don't expect to see Zach Martin play. But I expect to see, uh, you know, Tyler Smith play. I expect to see Biotish play. I expect to, you know, that we'll see McGovern probably at right guard. Uh, and then, but, you know, Terrence Steele, I, I'm interested to see if, you know, if, if things can, you know, kind of stabilize for him a little bit. I, I've been very, very, very critical of him. And I'm interested to see is the really the real problem with the offensive line at the right tackle spot. But, you know, if he has a good game tomorrow, that'll, that'll, that'll calm me, you know, a little bit about, about the situation over there. I just feel like that they've got they've got questions along that line. And they're going to have some questions at the backups. You know, Josh uh, Ball and guys like that. There's going to be some questions about these about these guys going forward and you know, hopefully it's not just, you know, uh Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci running for their lives. You know, you you need to the most important thing is you need to evaluate these players on offense. And it's hard to evaluate players when the offensive line is always breaking down. And I hope I don't see that tomorrow night. You know, when we look at you, you mentioned the mile high altitude and that aspect of it. I know Neville Gallimore specifically talked about how difficult it was to practice in that environment. How much just in your experience being around football teams that have had to play in Denver and things like that, how much does that impact the conditioning or, or, or whatever else, especially earlier in the season? I mean, I'm sure the more you go along and you get into playing shape throughout the year, Denver's probably an easier place to play. But how difficult is that as a as an early exposure to your, uh, you know, your 
your stamina? It's a, it's a big factor. There's teams that have done studies about how to handle whether it's the uh, whether it's the Denver Broncos or the Denver Nuggets or the you know the the Colorado Avalanche. There's studies about how to play contests, athletic contests in those conditions, and it's not easy. It's something that definitely weighs on you and. You know, for some of these young guys, they're going to have to play 75% of this game. There's there's going to be a, a veteran aspect of this game that's not going to have to play. But all of a sudden, you get teams like the Broncos, and they load up and start running the ball, and it's run after run after run, and then you're trying to defend that and chase and get off blocks and stuff. You can make your defense look really, really bad. And so that's what the Cowboys have to be mindful of, you know, find ways to get off on third down, find ways to, to make stops. Because if you don't, this thing is going to turn into just you looking like that you're dying in altitude. And I, I don't think that's any, I don't think that's anything that these coaches want to watch tape of their guys, not hustling after the uh, ball, not getting in position, not running down plays like they should. And uh, would that be anything that we need to, I, I guess, keep an eye on, for instance, younger players? We have that context in the back of our mind. If Sam Williams doesn't look great, if Tyler Smith doesn't look great, is, does part of that equation need to be, look, at least this is be open to the possibility that these are young guys who have not gone through full you know, conditioning program, like a full conditioning year in the NFL, yeah. and there's some challenges playing there. Would, would that be at least something yeah. that should be part of the conversation if we look at somebody looking winded and getting whipped a little physically? Well, what was a good advantage yesterday is they saw a little bit of the speed of the game and how it might be. Now, maybe not everybody was running full tilt. I mean, you know, Bradley Chubb obviously was running full tilt when he ran into Ezekiel Elliott. But, you know, these young players, the speed of the game is, even in the preseason, could be pretty mind-blowing. And so the first couple of series, yeah, you could have some guys really kind of looking out of place and – like, oh, okay, that's what we have to do. This is how we're going to have to play tonight. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very eye-opening to the guys, like you say, the Sam Williams, you know, and, and those guys because they they haven't experienced this like the others, you know, the uh, the you know the second year guy or the other veteran players. Uh, the speed of the game is something for real. And trust me, t- uh, you're you're talking to a guy that watched his share, uh, fair share of games from the uh, sidelines in the NFL. I wish everybody could watch a game from the sidelines because you'd be amazed at the speed of the games and, and the collisions that go on on that field. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, and I just know, you know, look, from my own experience, Brian, having uh, got way too drunk in Denver the first night I ever experienced at mile high altitude, it's no joke. It physically takes a toll on you for sure. Uh, I, I got run down pretty hard uh, by that altitude in addition to 
all of the alcohol I drank uh, in my early 20s. That 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 wasn't a good experience. But uh, hopefully Tyler Smith has a better run of it than I did when I was 21. Uh, the other thing that uh, we haven't gotten a chance to really touch on here yet, but I'm really curious for how big, and I know we discussed this a little bit earlier on G-Bag Nation, how how much should we probably, you know, you know, look at least the the question or the consideration of let's give Cooper Rush a decent amount of snaps. Let's keep Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele. Let's keep some starters in there a little longer so that we can get a cleaner pocket and a good look at what these receivers can do with somebody who's played in an NFL game like Cooper Rush. Um, because I think that's going to be a big part of the evaluation. You don't necessarily want to waste these all important evaluations on your receivers on, you know, no offense, but Ben DiNucci and Isaac Alarcon, right? Like, I mean, don't you want some some starter protection there to see what they can do? Man, uh, you, you, you're reading my mind right now, Bobby. That's, that's why I, I think the whole Cooper Rush, Will Greer competition would have been really perfect for this because, you know, you're, you're trying to evaluate – you're trying to not only evaluate your quarterbacks – but you're trying to evaluate the receivers, the running backs, the offensive line. You're trying to evaluate. And if you have a quarterback that's constantly the inability to make plays and it's constantly three and out and it's constantly punt and it's punt and it's punt, not only you wear down the defense, but you also wear down, uh, you know, you, you don't the not the wear down, but you don't get the evaluation. You don't get the true evaluation of your wide receivers. There might be guys that are open. And if Cooper Rush or Ben DiNucci, you know, get into the game and they don't have any rhythm to themselves and they're missing passes. Is that really fair to a guy like Dennis Houston, you know, who might be running good routes and getting open? You know, is that fair to. Uh, is that fair to Simi Fajoko? Is that fair yeah. to anybody who's out there who's trying to really battle their way? Brandon Smith, is it fair to him? Uh, TJ Badger, is it fair to him? I mean, there's there, there's a lot that goes on. If you're not moving the football, that's not about all about the receivers and the line and stuff. But man, the quarterback play is so huge, and and that's why a lot of teams will have a veteran quarterback that plays in the second half of these preseason games in order just to make sure the offense is not going three and out all the time. Now, when you look at the receiver position, it's obviously a very mixed bag right now behind CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, Michael Gallup, who's hurt. Who do you think has the best chance, I guess, from this group to really step up in this game against the Broncos and show like, hey, this is somebody who we're not just seeing it from the practice field, but it's transi- transitioning into these games. Because the guy I feel like has really come on since Pats came on was Simi Fajoko. And I feel like if Fajoko right. can that into Denver, that's going to be a big confidence boost, I think, for the personnel department in terms of what they have at receiver. If they go, hey, this guy we thought had traits last year, look, it's consistently starting to come along, and he's putting it together now in game time. Yeah, if, if Simi Fajoko and Noah Brown are running routes against – like the the Broncos nickel packages, and maybe it's not the starters, but maybe it's the twos and the threes, you know, maybe more twos, and they're getting open and they're finding a way to make receptions, that's great because that's just carryover from what we've seen in training camp. I'm, I'm looking at can Jalen Tolbert step up and make plays. Okay, when 
Simi and Noah and and CD maybe are not in the lineup or in the game, you know, then is it Houston, Vasher, Tolbert? You know, I'm I'm interested to see which one of those guys, and I'm hopeful it's Tolbert. I, I'd love to see Tolbert get on a little bit of a run like we've seen from Noah Brown and Simi Fajoko, where every time the ball's gone his direction, it's a catch. There's good run after the catch. There's good routes. Uh, there's football intelligence out there. That's that's really what I want to see from Tolbert. I, I, I'm not interested in like, oh, by the way, that uh, Ty Freifogel looks better than Jalen Tolbert, you know, and no, no offense to, you know, to Ty Freifogel, but I, I'm, I want to see, I want to see Jalen Tolbert have some success in these preseason games. Yeah. And then just a last point on that topic, because I'm curious if you agree with that. When I watched Jalen Tolbert at South Alabama, when I watched that tape, I thought, okay, here's a guy who can be a dynamic vertical threat down the field and, you know, wins with really precise, you know, savvy and his route running and things like that and is able to get separation, even though he's not a full on burner. I, I, I feel like just what we've seen from some of these practices and knowing what we've seen from Kellen Moore's offense the last couple of years, I don't know that he's going to get those type of opportunities this year. Like, I feel like a lot of what we see on the, on this, these route tree concepts is they're still playing just basically, you know, sticks and under, it feels like. It feels like that's going to be their offensive game plan. And I don't know if that's built necessarily for Jalen Tolbert to flourish as a rookie. Well, they brought him in as a guy that, uh, that like you're talking about, that has that vertical big play side of his game. When you watched him, like you mentioned, play at South Alabama and those games, it was go get the ball, make big plays. You know, uh, you know those, that was his game. It wasn't really, oh, throw it underneath and just kind of find a way to make it happen. It, it was literally throw the ball down the field and he's going to find a way to go get it. So they obviously feel like that he has the ability to be a complete receiver. And that's why they drafted him when they did, uh, because he he's got ability. He really, really does. I just I just think he needs some confidence, uh, you know, that he could go out there and win against NFL corners and consistently win against NFL corners. Because there's been some up and down practices with him so far his in his young career. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.